like every other tech company group, whatever, there's going to be at least one or two people who are going to be like, or some people who are going to be like, there's going to be something off there. You're going to um, find you some douchebags. <laughs> uh, not even douchebags. Maybe they're just like awkward with you or something, or like oh. you just don't know how to talk to a woman, that sort of thing. Uh, so maybe maybe let's pivot and sort of bring this back home to sort of games and, and gumbo. Uh, so I, I think gumbo in general has done a decent job at sort of promoting gumbo to get a more diverse group, but it's it's not that big yet. I mean, uh, we, we we probably what would you say less than twenty five percent women here? Um, it's very few women. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's, it's really hard to like, um, it's, it's also like not a lot of people of color, honestly. So, but it's not, yeah. it's, it's really hard to like, how do you, I mean, I guess we could do more events of that type, but that's always, I've always felt that was a struggle, but like, how do you, I don't even know how we would promote that more. Um, I wish there were more women at Gumbo. No. Um, we have a few like artists or like writers and stuff, but like, yeah, I wish we had more like technical women at Gumbo. Do um, you, yeah. that, that begs the next question that I have, that I, I have this conversation a lot because I, I do work with, with women who actually actively ask me, can we recruit more women? And uh, the answer is always yes, but then the follow-up is how, uh, yeah. because it's, are there women interested in this stuff? How, how are there qualified women we can get in? Because at the end of the day, if I'm running a team, well, I want, you know, I, I, I support like having a, an equal representation as much as you can, but we also have to get the work done. And if we can't find the people, that's not, not saying there aren't qualified women out there, but I am saying there, there probably aren't as many that are interested in this space. And then what is the, because that's downstream, like how do you get more women in, interested in and learning about this, going to school for it, or, or doing the free times, or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a difficult one. I wonder if like there's also women who are just like not. I mean, if you go to like game events, it's a lot of men, right? Like, even if you just go to larger like, you know, like playcrafting expos or whatever, like there's just you know most of the teams are like men, right? So it's it's, yeah. just, it's a smaller pool of people too. Yeah, there are there are women though. There there have been more women over the years, but it's yeah, it's still mostly men. Yeah, I, mean, I think at the end of the day, you just have to be like open and welcoming. And I know the weird thing about Gumbo is that it was one of the most welcoming places as a woman. When I first like found Gumbo people, when I met them at like Play NYC back in like 2019, I think, like everybody over there was just like so amazing, and it was like it was one of the few environments where I met least like no like no kind of like weird stuff towards women towards me um like every other tech company group whatever there's going to be at least one or two people who are going to be like or some people who are going to be like there's gonna be something off there you're gonna um, find you some douchebags <laughs> not, uh, not even douchebags maybe they're just like awkward with you or something or like oh. you just don't know how to talk to a woman that sort of thing or they talk over you like not necessarily like overt like douchebaggery um but in gumbo it's just like everybody here is amazing um and I was just like really lucky to find that group. Uh, yeah. But I don't know how to, yeah, attract more women. Yeah, Gumbo is one of those unique places, I think, that, that does happen, but it's extremely rare, I think. Yeah. Sort of have that level of that. 
uh, a group of people with sort of shared values around sort of respect. I mean, but the other thing about Gumbo is you don't see people actually working together on projects because I, I very often, I mean, yeah, you do, sorry, because like, I, I guess Computer Lunch is here and they all work together, the big team. And I've seen, I've seen conflict happen at Gumbo when, when, yeah. when people work together. I think a lot of us want to just work on our own stuff, honestly. A lot of us yeah. want to be creative directors. You know, we want to have, the reason why we're in games is because like a lot of us are just artists at heart, right? And like, we want to make our vision come true. And when you have two people with a vision, it starts to clash, right? Um, which is an interesting side of Gumbo. I do see a lot of other projects that have teams that I'm like, well, that's really cool. That's awesome. I wish I, you know, like, but in Gumbo, you do see more like solitary like people because there's always going to be like, there's just more people who are like, I'm the creative director. You have to do what I, you know, like, it's my vision kind of thing, um, which is totally fine if you were that, if you have that role in project, right? Um, but you, you can't have those, you can't have two of those on a team. Yeah, you won't get along. Yeah, um, it's actually great that uh, Vinit and John are, are, I mean, work together. They they claim they fight. I've never heard them fight before, but well, they have very complementary skill sets. I think that helps. Yeah. Them. Uh, you know, they they complement it like just like programming versus outgoing versus like art and just like um, they, you know, they, they, their skill sets are so different that it kind of works out. Yeah, when you don't have a lot of overlap, uh, it definitely helps. Yeah. So what do you think, uh, what, I guess, and this is gonna seem like a dumb question, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. What do women bring to game, to gaming, whether it's development or like creativity, like what, what sort of unique perspectives? And I, 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 I don't know if this question sounds like a little BS, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Um, because I, I have comments on this and uh, uh, as well, but I want I want you to go first. <laughs> I honestly don't know how to answer that question. It's a difficult one. Um, I mean, what do women bring to what do women bring to any any project? I guess our project. Um, I think they may be interested in different topics. Obviously, right? Like you encounter different challenges in your life versus men in some, some regard, right? Uh, you may be forced to think about different things, and some of that is going to go back into your game. Um, I don't, I can't say any specific things what women bring to games. I do think part of what's specifically influenced Unwound was me kind of thinking about like who these immutable things about you, right? So in my game, you're a ball of yarn, and then you literally build yourself up uh, into whatever you want. So you're not even a person. You don't have a gender when you start. You don't have anything. And you can kind of build yourself and everybody else in, the, in this world also has that freedom to kind of like force to kind of be who they actually want to be um so like for me that's a way of exploring these kind of like topics in a like a roundabout way um mm. because i don't know how to explore them more directly right now um but to me that's interesting when people kind of like like this is what you have as a human being is the way you were born with right and but you have to like pretend you're not, you're not that person sometimes. You have to pretend that you're like a different kind of person, right? Even as a skill set, maybe you're like a shy person, but you have to be outgoing in certain situations. Um, uh, so, I mean, I don't know, but like that's just stuff that I kind of think about sometimes and it goes back into my game design decisions. Um, I'm sure like plenty of men think about that too, but I feel like I think about it, I'm sure some of that is because I'm a woman in tech as well. That's really, really interesting. Um, so, cause I, 
like I, I in Carindau, I want themes of identity and you explore social ills and stuff. Like there's elements of the story that talk about colonization and poverty. And there's other elements uh, that talk about your, your sexual orientation and, and identity. And it's all told through science fiction, basically. So I, I, I took that trope uh, as sort of exploring uh, uh, culture today. And, and I think some video games uh, do that today, but a lot actually I don't think do it all. I think a lot of them just go and tell a specific story. Yeah. So I don't think it's common in games. And I, I really enjoy that perspective. Like I never thought that, uh, that that's actually really cool with your ball of yarn that could just build whoever you want to be or a blank slate. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm looking, yeah. I'm looking forward to playing it now. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, I th it's not super direct right now, but I think as the story continues and all, I think some people do relate to it in that way, which is really awesome to see when they just kind of pick up on it. Um, maybe, it's, maybe it's more direct than I think it is. I don't really know, but yeah. Nice. So one thing that I, I've had a really hard time with actually in, in Kids of Carindau is writing for the women. Because mm. it's, I want, because these are women um, who, who obviously are strong women. They're, they're going out and they're literally killing people, uh, but you know, for their righteous cause. But at the same time, how do we at the same time make these just not men with boobs? and bring in some of the more feminine aspects and actually make these fully fledged characters and believable and attractive for other women players to, to want to engage with. So that's where I've been having uh, challenges right now, I think. And I'm sort of modeling them after right now, women that I admire in my life to sort of try and get that to the closest place I, I can get. And I don't know if I've gotten it quite there yet, but you know, hopefully it will. Yeah, I think, I think modeling it on uh, actual people is a good idea. I definitely model some of my characters on real people as well. Um, um, I was going to say something and I forgot what it was. <laughs> um, I think maybe the other thing is just to not forget that you want to have a round person, a well-built-out character. There's going to be flaws as well, right? Um, nobody, no, no strong woman thinks that they're like unstoppable, right? There's going to be some fear, something that they have something that you know blocks them in some way like just as any man does it's like women aren't that different from men i think at the core of it we're not i don't know um i think you have to like just not kind of like it's one thing to have a strong woman but it's it, it can't be just like a robot strong woman right who has no no faults of any kind um yeah i can't do a star trek discovery michael burnham kind of thing where uh, she has a nickname of Space Jesus on some of the uh, more toxic internet forums. <laughs> I haven't watched that, so I can't comment. Uh, I, uh, it's not the best of the new Star Treks. But, That's why I haven't um, watched it yet. Yeah. <laughs> Strange yeah, New World just, is great. You just went full Star Trek there. Claire. I did, I did. You just, I mean, to, you just had to drop it and assume that you know, all of us understood what you, what you just meant by this Space Jesus thing. Well, I mean, sort of like a flawless character, character with no flaws, that doesn't have a growth sort of arc in their story. But then like you think about other characters that are male characters like Neo from The Matrix, and it's like that guy is just like a flawless character in a way, right? He just gets like literal information loaded into his brain, he's good to go. Yeah, I think he is literally a, a, a modern representation of Jesus though, and I never saw like, the new Matrix movies. Like nobody, <laughs> like, nobody was like, oh this guy is, uh, you know, like flat male character like nobody gave a shit about that 
if you have an implied male female character, people get a lot more upset versus if you have a flat male character. Yeah, the reactions are weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think if you have characters with flaws, it's more interesting entertainment, though, for sure, because it actually gives the story somewhere to go. Totally. And that's uh, especially when you're writing an RPG, because Unwound is basically an R. Like, you're not classifying it as RPG, though. Are you calling it? Um, you are. Yeah, yeah okay. it's a narrative ex uh, narrative exploration RPG, whatever. It's an RPG, yeah. Uh, it's going to be heavily uh, like I want to have a small set of characters ish. Um, but it kind of like develop more so that there's like a depth to it basically. So I think it counts as an RPG. Nice. Well, as I said, looking forward to playing it. <laughs> Finish it faster than two years. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that won't happen. I get it. <laughs> yeah, that's Gary. right. Yeah. Gary, even pretty quiet. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I guess I've had, I guess I just didn't, uh, Find any good points for me to interject, I guess. Uh, a lot of the times during these podcast interviews, I like to hear the guests speak, so. All right, Gary, well, we'll be pulling the women and the gay card. Let's talk about the Asian card. Uh, okay. <laughs> Are you a member of any of the Asian uh, Pacific Islander uh, ERGs at your work? I have no idea what that is. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What is what is it? ERG? Uh, and it, uh, sorry, an employee resource group. It's just basically a group uh, that gets together and talks about like um, underrepresented people in culture, and sort of gives them a safe place to discuss issues that they have that uh, that they could see get improved at the workplace. I'm pretty sure stuff like that exists probably uh, at my work, but hasn't really been on my radar, I guess. Um, for me, when I go into work, I am, I'm locked into work mode. I uh, don't really think about anything else. I think that's probably a, a bad thing in a lot of ways. Uh, but I don't know, maybe it's just, uh, it just means that I like my work and then my environment is already uh, pretty good because I do feel my company, they, they try really hard to make sure that our environment at work is actually really good. That's uh, great to hear. Of course, Gary lives up in Canada and everything is perfect in Canada. <laughs> yeah, almost. Where, where in Canada are you? Uh, I am in uh, Alberta. Okay. So, yeah, so I don't know if you ever heard of a hockey team called the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, that is the city that I live in. And yesterday, I think I hear that we just beat the Kings. So, congratulations. Oh, hockey. Yeah, I'm not that invested in hockey, but the, the whole city is <laughs> going crazy right now. All right. Well, maybe, uh, Valentine, do you have anything else you want to mention? We could start wrapping things up here. Um, I, I, to Gary's point, like just focusing on work is honestly my approach as well. I don't really try to focus on like women's stuff as much. I try to avoid that stuff as much as I can. Cause you kind of yeah, end up too. feeling like a weird, like victim or something. You know? I'm just like, nah, I'm gonna focus on my work, focus on my game. I think that's the way to go for me anyway. Yeah, yeah the same way the, I don't focus on yeah. the stuff. The other side right. of that is some, sometimes it actually is hard to do that. Let's say if you, if you do work in an environment, uh, 
where it's forced upon you of course in, in 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 some way right let's say you're just you know in a meeting and you're the you're the one you're the only one there that no one's listening to and they're making they're making jokes about right. you know your culture your gender or whatever then it, then it's it, it's tough right yeah it's, it has the same sort of mental uh impact as being bullied it uh it it you're basically in a toxic work environment at that point yeah. and your options are to quit and find another job which also can be challenging depending on the environment or sit there and take it which isn't very good not no, sustainable at all yeah right. yeah that's exactly what it is you, you are you are being bullied yeah whether or not it's conscious to everybody else you know right. people that are doing it is, is, is a different thing right but that's what's happening All right, uh, Valentina, you want to share your social media? We'll we'll put it all up on on the uh, description for the podcast as well. But where can people find you? Uh, yeah, we have uh, Twitter and Instagram at Wirescribe Games. Um, we have a website uh, Wirescribe Games. Um, uh, I'll share the links with you guys later, or you can just, uh, if yeah. I'll, I'll yeah I'll find them, or I'll I'll just email you or text okay. you or whatever after and. Get them for me. We'll post them on the description. All right. So thanks again for your time, Valentina. It's been actually, I think it's been a really great conversation. It's been a lot of fun. And yeah, it's uh, been great. Yeah. Thanks for having yourself, me for sure. Yeah, thanks for thanks for coming and have yourself a great day. You too. All right. Take care.